0: Rock the Musical lands in Newcastle July 18. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock the Musical. Book now.
1: Live at the Civic Theatre Newcastle 18th and the 20th of July.
2: Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, welcome to Spooky Sundays, everyone, welcome the Paris Stalkers, the Grand Pooh Bars, the Para Lurkers, and all the spooky fans out there. My name is Anne Rekovich, I am one of your hosts and I'm joined by my co-host.
1: Renata Daniel, how are you all? We hope you've had a lovely Sunday. And uh, thank you for joining us.
0: From wherever you may be in Spooky yeah, Land. Absolutely. What a week it's been, Renata. We had our radio, not radio show, oh, hang on. Which hat do we have on? We know. had our tarot show on Wednesday night last week at the Wyong Milk Factory. Mm-hmm. And it was sold out. Yes. And what a group it was. It's a lovely group of ladies. Yeah. And, and there and are a few gentlemen Excuse there. me, we had yeah. three men. Yeah. That, that's three times as many as what we've had before. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> It's growing every time, I tell you. Yes. Um, and we for what else have we done? You've been
1: working out at Witch and Willow. Yes, I've been I've been shop girl out at Witch and Willow, uh, out at Warner's Bay. So come along and get your witchy goods there. Yeah. And um, we've been frantically pre-recording because in three weeks' time we will be sitting in a hotel room, waiting to board an Emirates flight to the UK. So
0: if I'm right, we've only got another two shows. Yes. Or is it another one show? If it's three weeks today, I think it's another two shows, and then we will be in Sydney, uh-huh. and we'll be able to sit and listen to our own show in the mm-hmm. motel room. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're trying to work out whether we might do a live, um, live cross as we watch as we listen to our own show, and you can watch us react to our own show. <laughs> really odd.
1: Yes it's two more shows because um, next week uh, we actually sort of don't have anything on the Sunday except for the show but the following weekend we're actually coming back from Dubbo so i will be slightly tired. I think we've got a special guest next week
0: too we, we could yes we do We do. One of our um, fellow investigators, actually, that Mm -hmm. many people will know. She goes by the name of Little Dixon. Yes. She's coming into the studio to co-host with us and do a movie review for us. Oh, my goodness, what could happen? Nothing can go wrong. (laughs) They've got the three of us in here. It's Mm -hmm. going to be chaos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll have some cheese and bickies ready for her. Now, Renata, do you have some paranormal news ready for us? Yes, yes, yes. Go for it. I
1: do. And this story has been making the rounds over the last week, so you may or may not have heard about it, but it's to do with... A rock. (gasps) rock. The rock
0: of doom.
1: Well, actually, yes. Oh, is it? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) I must be psychic. Yeah, it must be. Um, So, as the world doesn't have enough problems already, people are now worried that an evil demon locked in a rock, oh locked in a rock, that's a T-shirt, for almost (laughs) 1,000 years is on the loose. The so-called killing stone that kept the malevolent, spirit imprisoned all this time has split in two, sending believers into a state of panic. Oh, my God. So Japanese legend has it that anyone who comes into contact with the rock will die. Oh, no. So according to mythology, the volcanic rock officially called Sesoseki. Oh, okay. Is home, well to, done, Renata. Is home to Tamomono-me. Mae. <laughs> <laughs> Pronunciation the shocking. <laughs> it's so Australian. <clears throat> AKA the Nine Tail Fox. The demon apparently took the form of a beautiful woman who was part of a plot to kill Emperor Toba, uh, ruler of Japan from 11. Uh, 1107
0: to 1123. She's going to get a so, shock when she sort of realizes what century she's in. Yeah, they
1: turned her into a rock. Yeah. Oh my gosh, located in the mountainous northern region of, oh God, Tochiki. <coughs> <coughs> oh, that one was so <coughs> difficult it made her cough up a lung. Pardon me. Near Tokyo, the rock is something of a tourist hotspot. <laughs> but now visitors are fearful. Now, um, I have included a picture of the broken rock on that, Newcastle Live Radio. That picture was that it? Was that really it? Yes. How do you know? How did anyone know that there was something imprisoned in there? Because they've got another picture which I will put up of a sign in Japanese saying and "demonic rock," so yeah. therefore it must be. Yeah, yeah, and and there's a kind of a ring or something around the alleged rock in amongst all the other rocks that look exactly the same, um, and that's to put off people. Right, so you just never know which one. But anyway, let me finish. Okay. Uh, some speculate that the evil spirit may have even been resurrected to havoc, wreak havoc once more. <gasps> I feel... Oh, it's,
0: I know what's happened. It's in Putin. I feel like I've... hey. It's in Putin.
1: The, the demon. It's possessed him. Well, there you go. It could explain a lot. It could. I feel like I've seen something that shouldn't be seen, one visitor said on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I had a photo sent to me like that once.
1: (coughs) (laughs) Others have commented saying, here I thought 2022 couldn't get worse. Now a furious Japanese spirit is freed from its killing stone. But another joked, my guess is the demon is going to look around at 2022 and want to go back into the rock for another millennium. Yeah, I know. Duck, no. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I want to go away. So local reports suggest the rock actually started cracking a couple of years ago. It's thought rainwater may have got inside the causing the damage oh that's so,
0: that kills off demons yeah, every time the shores
1: are now mulling over what to do with the rocks remain and could attempt to restore it oh, super superglue. glue <laughs> super glue guys yeah. we'll send you some i'm happy to share some super glue yeah, and you can seal that bugger up for life <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing will open that thing up <laughs> Just some super glue. I
0: just, I just want to say we all need to stop saying what else can the universe throw at us in twenty twenty two? Because do you know what? The universe loves a challenge and it loves to bring to you whatever you wish. So if you're saying, What else can you can you make happen? What else can go wrong? I'll say, Oh, you want more? Sure. Not a problem. Let me see what I can cook up for you now. How is a flood? Would you
1: like a flood? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not the universe's fault. That's our fault. Yeah, that's Mother Nature trying to kill off
0: the virus, which is us.
1: (laughs) For mucking up the world, that's that is true. Mm. Stop eating baby animals, people. (laughs) Lamb. No, 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 no. Going to get a t-shirt. Twenty thousand t-shirts.
0: We'll we'll send you over to Vegan Booty and Isaac and uh, have a go at you. Yeah,
1: sure. (laughs) Nothing else to report. Uh, no, no, we had a great weekend. We had a fabulous tour at Maitland Jail on Friday night. Oh, they were such a good group. The most sensational group ever. They were awesome. And then uh, last night we did a pop up at uh, Miss Porter's house. Yes. And the group there was super.
0: equally equally awesome. Absolutely fantastic. It was Ladies' Night at Miss Porter's. Yeah, it was. We had uh, nine gorgeous ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, ten, including us. <laughs>
1: Yep. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, we had uh, f- fabulous responses from the spirit box and we were doing things with the K2 meters and the REM pods and… Cat what? balls. We've got, to, we've, we've got to get some more new experiments coming through. Yeah. Just do something different.
0: I, people keep asking me, um, do I sell cat balls? And I don't because um, you can't change the battery in them. So once you've used them and the battery runs out, that's it. They're done. And um, I figure people will get annoyed. And i just like, well, because sometimes when they send them over, they, they, they turn on in the package. Mm. And by the time you get that's them, true. they're flat. Yeah. Yep. so it's and you don't know how much battery life is left on them and no. it's, it's it's too hard basket for me I like to sell stuff that I know that I can rely on so that's why I only sell DAS, GoStop, Centex
1: and apparently there are some new gadgets coming out mm. so what's the one that's been created by uh, the fellow that um, did the spirit box
0: oh, well there's many um, so DAS who created the SB7 and the SB11 um, they've created the SB11 an ANC, ANC, as I like to call it, uh, which reduces that noise. Mm-hmm. But there's now one that they've developed for the, um, I don't know if it's for the SB7 or it's a completely separate unit and works on its own that also eliminates that um, mm-hmm. radio static. So all you get left is the voices coming through.
1: Oh, that's going to be. That's just going to be, blow, blow things out of the water.
0: Yeah. And we might actually hear what's being said for a change instead of trying to work it out. I love how I got, did you see the attack on the Isaac special when um, they said, well, I said, just use your intuition and yeah. fill it in. And people yeah. are going, oh, you just make it up. Yeah. Well, that, that is sort of it, but it's using your intuition to fill in what the rest of the word was.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because uh, you can never please people. No. Because when you do a spirit box session and you don't have headphones on so everyone can hear what he's saying, they don't like that because it's too noisy. Yeah. So when you then use the headphones and you call what's being said, they say, well, you're just making it all up because you yep. can't hear the spirit box. Yeah. So, right.
0: Yeah. Um, and and what was the other thing? Oh, somebody said to us that we should use the Estes method next time. It's much better. And I said, we've used the Estes method in every episode. We were trying to change things up and do something different this time. Go back, watch the other episodes.
1: We might say a little bit more about that later on. You're
2: listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata.
0: And it's time now for me to hog the microphone. Not that I don't normally try and hog the microphone. (laughs) I I quite often say to people um, I'm a camera whore and I think I'm a bit of a microphone whore as well. I I do like the sound of my own voice. Right. I don't actually, but I uh, I just like talking and sharing and sometimes I share a little too far.
1: Yes, indeed. (laughs) As anybody would have seen if they were at um, the Wyong Milk Factory last Wednesday night. Hey guys, we're not going to be there next month because, you know, we're going overseas. But we are going to be back in May. So tickets are going to be up and you can certainly get them from the Wyong Milk Factory for the next messages from Spirit. Just remember... You'll be getting more of this. (laughs) Live. We could be a little bit naughty and a little bit nice, Mm -hmm. but we'll always be entertaining.
0: Yeah. So it's the second... Uh, Wednesday of the month. I don't think they've got the event up yet because I did have a look the other day. It wasn't Mm. up quite yet. Keep your eyes open. But it will come back up. And look, if you want to join Renata and I on some of our ghost hunts, we have uh, plenty of stuff on NewcastleGhostTours.com.au and also you do the Maitland Jail 101, which can be found on the Maitland Jail website. That's correct. Now, look, I... I'm being a little risky here, but we deal... In death, don't we? We we work with death. Mm-hmm. 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 She's been very careful already. She's mm-hmm. so our our business is um, a paranormal entertainment, dark tourism, and it, it is we're, we're talking about people who have died and possibly their souls that have come back yes. due to some reason or other. And death fascinates
1: us, mm. scares and fascinates. Yeah. It's, so, it's like a train wreck you can't look away from and this this is humanity they
0: they are fascinated with strange things and weird ways that people may have died or uh, mysterious crimes. And the more details they get, the better. It's it's almost like an obsession.
1: Well, there used to be a show on TV of um, the 100 hundred weird, Weirdest Deaths or something, weird ways that um, you could die. Mm. Well, I'm going back there. Okay.
0: And we are available to run a new TV show should anyone want to start <laughs> it. it. Uh, and look, We have to remember when we're going through these stories, these people uh, had family. They were someone's child uh, at some stage, even though they may be adults now. And it's just really weird stuff that have caused them to die. So I'm being respectful, but there are some things that you just go, how did that even happen? Mm. Anyway... Let's go and have a couple here. The number one that I'm starting off with 450 people per year die from this. Okay. What is it? Falling out of bed. Wow. 450 people a year. Is it a long way down, or, or what? <laughs> it must just be falling at a weird angle, yeah. or um, they, they might break a bone and pierce a, a lung, and I don't know. But
1: that that just boggles uh, the mind. If I fell out of my bed, I'd hit books, and <laughs> <laughs> there'd be books and there'd be texters, and I'd be, on a dog. <laughs> oh, there'd be so much crap on my side of the bed that uh, yeah, I'd probably die. And this one. Um, uh, people
0: falling off ladders. Now, you'd think falling off ladder. I can understand that. But they fall off head first, landing in a water butt. Now, I'm assuming that's like the water meter or something. So they land head first on that and they die that way.
1: Well, you'd, you'd break your neck anyway, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, but this, this one, I think, goes, needs to go on the Darwin Awards. Man killed by his own explos- explosive whilst trying to steal condoms from a dispenser. Oh, man. He was desperate oh, for a rubber.
1: Man. <laughs> oh, dear. I think he deserves to have
0: that put on his oh. headstone for stupidity.
1: Goodness gracious. Couldn't someone have lent one to him or something? Oh, if obviously you not. Know? He was Gosh. so keen to get one. He had to blow up the machine. Wow. Well death by condoms.
0: Mm. Right, now this one, approximately 150 people each year are killed by this one. Mm. Coconuts. Yeah. Falling from trees. Yes. It's a thing. It is a thing. We were warned. I remember being on a cruise and we stopped at the Isle of Pines or somewhere like that and there's all these beautiful coconut trees and people were finding shelter because it was so hot and they're saying just just be aware. If there's a coconut above you, don't don't lay underneath where it is.
1: Oh, yeah. That'll crack yeah, freaking, your
0: skull. Freaking hard. Um, now, well, I won't do that one. Uh, there was a man that was crushed whilst moving a fridge freezer. Now, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Undertaker Mark Borjade was crushed by his own coffins. Oh. <gasps>
1: mm. Um, See, I, I think I, I think that's karma coming back to him. I, I think maybe one of his customers wasn't happy. Not happy? They wanted no. a refund. Mm-hmm. If then, if they're not going
0: to get a refund, they're going to repossess. That's true. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, what was that joke I thought someone the other day? If you don't, if you don't pay the exorcist, does that mean you get repossessed? Yes. <laughs> I <It's> know <true. laughs> oh, you're all laughing. I know you're laughing. <laughs> um oh, <laughs> There is people that have been crushed by their partner. Mm. 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 okay, we'll leave that one alone. Mm. Now there was this this uh, everyone's heard of the goodies. you've heard of the goodies mm-hmm. and the Ecky thump Ecky thump episode. Well, in 1975 Alex Mitchell died because of that episode, and it was because he laughed so hard that he had heart attack. Oh no. Isn't that oh,
1: – oh. but what a way to go, laughing at the goodies. Mm. I, I bet none of that would be funny anymore. I bet we, we've just gone so far off the rails with humour, those things wouldn't be funny anymore.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> um, this one I'm trying to wrap my head around. This, this gentleman is from Texas. Yes. His name is Michael Warner. He was 58. Now, you'd think maybe he was going to die of a weapon-related incident. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He died from a lethal sherry enema. A what? Sherry. Not not the lady sherry, but the drink sherry. Enema. Enema. Well, why? I, well, well, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Okay. How? Why? Can somebody is it a text thing? us? It's a th- is it a thing? Can somebody text us why somebody would give themselves a sherry enema on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six? I need to understand this. Oh, look, here's another one. There's mass deaths. Twenty four people each year are killed by this one. Mm-hmm. Champagne corks.
1: Oh well, you know. Can't control those things, can you?
0: Ooh, they're deadly. Oh, and now poor Peggy and Mark. They were trampled to death by camels on a farm.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) that would be horrible. Oh, that would be horrible. Oh. Now, this
0: one, I think the police might have something to answer for. There was a suicidal man who was threatening to kill himself with a knife. Yeah. And the police shot him dead. Oh.
1: (coughs) Right. That's not the way to handle it. No. No. He may have become violent and threatened someone, so that's why they did it. It's not the right thing, obviously. Poor guy. Um, Now, there are some people who have
0: drowned by falling into a barrel of mead. Oh, now, that's a good way to go. (laughs) You don't mind that one? (laughs) Um, there is another person I think this one deserves to go into the Darwin Awards now the Darwin Awards for those people that don't know look it up it's hilarious it's sad but hilarious it's people who have done really stupid things and died because of it Uh, this one they placed an industrial firework on their head and lit it
1: oh sensible totally totally sensible
0: uh, and um this one, they died from eating too many carrots. Apparently they suffered an overdose. Uh, There was also carrot juice. Uh, Basil Brown drank 10 gallons of juice in 10 days and overdosed on vitamin A and suffered from severe liver damage. Wow. Resulting in death.
1: I remember probably about 40 years ago, carrot juice was a big thing if you had cancer. So I don't know whether... um, that's still a thing as well, mm. but they used to uh, do a lot of carrot juice to try and um, stave off cancer. So. I
0: remember uh, my one of my children, I think it was Alex, loved carrots, pureed carrots as a baby, and we used to give him the pureed carrots, and he started to turn orange.
2: Did he? <laughs> His
0: skin started to get an orange bit of glow to it, and we were told that by the doctor it was because of the carrots. Oh. Now, I'm going to do one more before we go to a song. This one goes right back to 1854. Swung by your ankles by a clown and hitting your head. Hurrah. Now, that's, that's a reason to be terrified of clowns. That's, that's true. A poor 13-year-old boy named oh. William Snyder oh. died because a clown was swinging him around and he hit his head. Oh, no. That is horrific. Anyway, guys.
1: I hope you liked that little segment. Awesome. On that that light note, we shall go to a song. And it's time for Spooky Chat. Spooky Chat.
0: Uh, Thank you for all the people. Oh, good heavens, there is so many. We've even got a video.
1: Oh. I know, right? And hi, everyone that is new that is joining us tonight. Welcome, Welcome and hi, and don't be strangers. And uh, shout out to Catherine who
0: got the first message in tonight, and she said something which we might adopt. Yes. She said, It's me, Catherine. Evening, Anna Renata, and hi to all the dark siders. Oh, I like it. Isn't it? Because we always say, See you on the dark side. Yeah. And that makes you all dark siders. Yes. I like it. Can we steal that, Catherine? Yeah, we're we're
1: living on the dark side of the moon.
0: (laughs) Now, we've got a lovely big question from Barb. Uh, Good evening, beautiful ghost grannies. My question for you this evening. When it comes to paranormal investigations, what are some of the things that can determine if a spirit comes through or not? And also how strongly they come through. Do some spirits have preferences on how they choose to communicate? Say, for example, through a spirit box, Ouija board, physical, telepathically, etc.? Is it just via trial and error that you work these things out over time? And lastly, I think we need to write a book on this. Mm -hmm. Why is that most ghost investigations happen at night and in the darkness? Wouldn't the spirits be around all the time? Or is there something more comforting for the spirits under the cover of darkness? Thank you both. So very much for your time and expertise. So let's go back up to the top and we'll start there. Um, How can you determine if a spirit comes through... Or not and how strongly they come through. Don't know. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's uh, pretty obvious by the strength of the phenomena that is happening. If it's just uh, something that's off in the distance, you can barely hear it. If you hear a disembodied voice and you're not sure, and you say, "Can you do it again?" Um, then that's it, it is phenomena, but it's you wouldn't say it's strong. Whereas, you had a full-bodied apparition walk past you, then that is something that that is showing strength.
1: Yeah, but what what determines the 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 level of strength? What what What, makes it strong or not strong? um,
0: Don't you have EMF pumps for that? No, you don't. (laughs) Um, I don't know. We don't know the answer to that. Maybe that it's something to do with the amount of time they've been on the other side or their ability to understand how the other side works. Uh, I know that in this life there are people who have great knowledge and can navigate this world with ease, and there's some people who don't have great knowledge and struggle. So, is is that the sort of thing that
1: goes on? Can't say for sure. Yeah, look, well, they really don't know whether it's external or internal. Does does that? Is that something that we take part in, and it involves us, mm. or whether it is something completely external and belongs to the energetic form that is being transmuted into this world? Oh, that's a big word. I know. So what we're
0: saying—coffee that I had—it was. It was it the the spirit that is manifesting and and doing the energy, or is it us creating it and projecting it? Yeah, yeah. Do some spirits have a preference for how they communicate? I would say so. And it is trial and error. You've just got, I know that in certain locations, uh, different uh, things that we use work better. So, for example, Maitland Jail, the spirit box seems to work better. Mm -hmm. At Miss Porter's house, the portal works better. Mm -hmm. So we will generally learn what works best. Every now and then we we try again to see if anything's changed and it always just seems to be that. Mm. Um, But can you guarantee it's going to work every time? No.
1: No. And I think we need to, um, and I was saying this to Anne earlier, we need to extend our variety of different experiments that we do. Um, And and that goes for all paranormal investigators. We all need to try new things and see how they go. Uh,
0: And why do we investigate at night? Generally because that's when it's quiet. It's not actually, it is spookier, it is creepier, but venues are used during the day. Yeah, Uh, Like even for Maitland Jail, they've got history tours going through and school groups going through. But at night, that's when everything is quiet, there's less contamination and we get the chance to investigate.
1: Mm, And people often have more time during the night time to go to investigations. They're usually working during the day. Uh, now, the next one we
0: have is from someone whose phone ends in 269. You've sent us a video. Uh, we will try to listen to that during the news break. We don't have sort of time to listen to that one now because of, um. well, we're, we're live. <laughs> I suppose it proves that we're live, doesn't it? Oh, now, no, how do I get back out of that? All right. Now, here's another one. This is Peter. Having extremely vivid dreams, like I'm in a movie, but I get woken up. And I'm in the scene and people interacting with me in my room are these spirits. And I'm missing what they are trying to tell me.
1: Please help. I'd appreciate some help. My goodness. So is that That's lucid just, dreaming? Yeah, it sounds like some sort of lucid dreaming or um because of the the, the level of sleep that you are at, um whether you're in a deep sleep or a, or a deep sleep or a light sleep and whether um your brain is catching up to the rest of your body all, all of these things sort of uh, collide to try and uh, or that are giving you this sort of this sensation. So um you <laughs> it's hard to work out we probably have to ask you a few questions like uh, whether you're overstressed or anxious uh, when these sort of things happen uh, or whether you do night shift or night work or there are interruptions to your sleep patterns because all of these things will interfere with a good night's sleep and the depth of sleep that you are having uh, so dreams occur in a particular level of sleep and we dip into those at different times of the night so depending Depending on, again, how you are sleeping will depend on how that dream occurs and whether it, de- it whether it occurs in a normal way or in this crazy upside down way that you're having where you sort of tend to go into the world itself, um, and, but you're not hearing them which is, yeah, that's amazing. It's really interesting.
0: And look, I would suggest, Peter, starting to make uh, a little journal because I know that when you wake up in the morning, sometimes uh, you you lose the memory of that dream very quickly. So if you've got a journal by your bedside, write down what's happening and what you're learning each time and you may find there's some symbology that starts to form there that you may then start to be able to learn to read what the dreams are trying to tell you. Mm. Or is it your subconscious? Is it your something that's burning Burbling away down inside you—that's that's that wants to come to the surface so you can deal with it. It's burbling. It's burbling. That's a very so scientific that, so word. Is please, that a new word. Burbling. Oh, yeah, thank you. Don't pick on me, Most <laughs> I'm still talking. Um, okay. Uh, hello to Maxine and her husband who are doing some diamond painting while they're listening oh. to us. Uh, Paula would like to know what's the scariest situation that you've been in regarding your investigations
1: we tend to plan things out very, very well before we go into investigations. And I'm I'm thinking that you're talking about sort of just private investigations rather than the public investigations, because the public investigations, we are responsible for everyone who is there. So heaven help us not being prepared. We are completely and totally prepared for anything. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, something might happen that really... (laughs) We are totally not expecting, but we are prepared for um, to be of assistance and help to whoever is around if they're feeling not well. But on a private investigation, again, we're, 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 we've got each other's back. So you never go on your own, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, you pre-prepare. So you do a little bit of work. You do some foundation work and you work out what is going on. Um, to the best of your abilities by having a talk or a discussion with the person who has called you in Uh, and you have to make up your mind whether you are able to be in that situation or not so don't i would never suggest anyone to go uh, and risk being out of their depth um, or take someone with you who can be there who can assist you but if you feel that you can't handle a situation don't kind of go in and go well i'll try because you just don't know what you are up against whether you're dealing with someone who has de- he's deceased and passed over or whether you're dealing with someone who is still alive you have to be just a hundred percent careful uh, and And just watch yourself and any other team member that you're taking with you and talk things through before you go. So got a plan. Yeah. And I'd say one
0: of the scariest things that happened, I have mentioned it before, and we've got to go to a song, is um, a private case that we went to where um, there was a gentleman who became very worked up and over anxious. And we realized that there were mental health issues involved mm-hmm. and he started to block our doorway out of the unit. Mm-hmm. That was my scariest moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, Renata used her skills to uh, talk him down. So, uh, Ghost hunting sometimes is not about the ghosts, it's about the humans. And I'd like to say we have the answers to it all here on Spooky (laughs) Sundays. Yes. But sometimes we don't, sometimes we do. I just want to say, in regards to the sherry enema, Crispy says... Why not? Mm. Sure. But, Renata, yep. I do believe you found out a juicy
1: bit of information yes. about enemas. Yes, yes. These – these uh, I couldn't find anything specifically on sherry enema, but it doesn't matter. Mm. I suppose you know, it depends what your tastes yeah. are. <laughs> Did find one on. Oh, please, people, please. Just, Don't just tell just our bosses. Down. Don't just, tell our bosses we're going to
0: tell you what this is.
1: Sit down for a minute and tell the kiddies to go and watch TV, just just for the next five seconds. All right. So these are alcohol enemas, and look. Do not try this at home, right? Only, only
0: leave it to a professional.
1: Okay, so an alcohol enema, also known colloquially, you'd call it We can't even get to what you're going to say colloquially. Um, as butt chugging, <laughs> is the act of introducing alcohol into the rectum and colon via the anus as an enema. This method of alcohol consumption. Oh? Uh, Can be dangerous and even deadly because it leads to faster intoxication than drinking. Oh, you get drunk quicker. Since the alcohol is absorbed directly into the bloodstream and bypasses the body's ability to reject the toxin by vomiting. There you go, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Wow. That
1: deep question has now been answered. Thank you very much. It's a good
0: day. I've learned something new.
1: Yes. <laughs> we, we all wanted to learn about butt
0: chugging. Oh, thanks Renata. You're um, welcome. Shout You're out welcome. to Brent from Nightstalker Paranormal. He says it's the dead doesn't, that don't scare him. It's the living. Absolutely. I agree. And Deborah Ann is telling us that she's just watched Tyler Henry's new series on Netflix. Um, I agree. It was fantastic. This kid is amazing. And you know how you were talking about um uh, we were talking about weird things the way people died Mm -hmm. uh i did have that on the list deborah and there was this beautiful man on there who was heartbroken because his partner they're just on the beach sunbaking having a lovely time on their holiday a gust of wind came up lifted up the umbrella And impaled him (gasps) through the eyeball and killed him. No. And this man was heartbroken. Oh my goodness. And he. You don't expect this in life. No. Sunning yourself on the beach. And um, look, I thoroughly recommend that series. Uh, it, It was. He's just such a beautiful soul. Um. And we've got uh, Eric and Natasha here saying that they want more of those. They liked it. Thank Uh, you.
1: Thank you, Eric and Natasha. And
0: uh, Eric was saying that maybe um, he was just trying to clean out his uh, system. I think he was trying to get drunk. Uh, What else have we got here? Hi, Portable Tree. How are you? (laughs) Perhaps our perceptions are limited in daylight. We feel more at night because our sight is impaired and our hearing is intense. Mm. We feel things on our skin betterer. (laughs) Mm. Yes, you're right. Um, (coughs) As we we, uh, shut down some of the other senses, it does heighten the other ones Mm -hmm. as well, which is great. Uh, We do have permission to steal darksiders from Catherine which is great. You've all heard that here live on the radio. Uh, what else have we got here? My husband is asking, how can you tell whose voice is coming through for a first time? I think he's asking the question for the first time. Mm-hmm. So how can you tell whose voice is coming through when you're talking on the the spirit boxes, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Or is, it might be psychics, I don't know.
1: Well, if, if it's the spirit box... I think people get so intensely wrapped up in what they're hearing that they forget that the spirit box and the portal, for example, are using voices that are coming through the radio um, or are recorded. Or pre-recorded, yeah. Or pre-recorded. So it's not the actual voice of the spirit. Um, it is a voice that is being used by the Spirit, um, to send the message through. Now, there's another thing, for example, and this kind of clarifies a little bit more, there's something called the miracle box that has been created, where the uh, person who created the miracle box actually... um, programmed in a male voice, a female voice, a young male voice, a young female voice. and, what and An he, older lady, yeah, older man. And so what he suggests is give them the type of vocal tonation that they would have had when they were alive. So if, if you're trying to talk to an older woman, pick the older woman's voice. Yeah, so
0: if you're trying to talk to grandma and she died in the radius,
1: use that voice. Use that voice. So the voices that are coming through these machines and devices aren't the voices of the dead,
0: yeah, we've got to remember very, that.
1: Very rarely, very rarely will you get something out of the ordinary where it seems to be exactly that voice that is coming through of the not have dead. They don't
0: have vocal cords yeah. anymore, so they can't talk. Then we've got to use something else instead.
2: You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: Welcome back to the second hour with your hosts, Anne Rekovic and mwah, Renata Daniel. <laughs> what was that? Mwah! <laughs> so happy to be here tonight with all of you. And if you are listening to the Spooky Sundays uh, radio show for the very first time, send us a message and say hi and let us know how you heard about us. We would be really interested because we've got lots of new people that yeah, have too. sent messages in. And it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, pop that texting
1: cherry. Yeah, so eight four triple eight six. And, and let us know your new first time listener and how you heard about it about us.
0: And we, I listened to that recording during the break. And this lovely lady was on our Maitland jail tour last Saturday night. Now, it's a, a recording from a recording. So the quality is not that great. But if that is an EVP, it's a great one. Yeah, and it's a good one. It actually sounds like a, a child's voice. And it sounds to me like they're going, help me. Um, it's quite clear and she is concerned because we did Maitland Jail on Saturday night, oh, Friday night sorry, um, that she may have inadvertently taken someone home or given permission for someone to go home with her mm-hmm. but um, so I, I did send her the message and said, did you invite someone to come home with you? Because some people just will say, is it going to go oh you come home with me, I don't mind and I don't think they're really thinking that through <laughs> mm. but in all honesty, the, it could just be somebody passing through. Mm, yeah. There's, there's, there's spirits around us all the time. Yes. Uh, and I doubt very much that it's a negative energy from Maitland Jail, particularly if they're asking for help. Um, they, they might just be calling out. It could be residual. It could be an echo of something from the past. Yep. That's but anyway, true. we're talking to her, so we'll we'll help her out.
1: Yeah, um, I've got a little story that I'm going to talk to you about, and it's about the shrieking pits of Norfolk. Oh, is that mm-hmm. our Norfolk that we're going to? No, no, Aww. no. So, legend says that the spectral figure of a woman haunts the five pits at Al. Al-, a- Al- <laughs> should have thought this one through, Aylmerton, wailing in the search of her lost child. Ooh, oh. So known locally as Shrieking Pits, these haunted sites take the form of a wide, shallow hole lying off the beaten path with the exact locations known solely to the locals with an interest in niche history. So today the pits are commonly regarded as having been dug for the purposes of Saxon, medieval iron ore mining and smelting. Such pits range from 2 to 8 metres wide and are generally a metre or two deep. In constructing large flat pits outside, workers were able to smelt iron ore, harnessing the windy conditions to increase the temperatures of the charcoal furnaces within. The exact roots of the name Shrieking Pits are lost to history. However, it is generally understood that when strong winds pass over the pits, they would emit a high-pitched shrieking sound like that produced when blowing over the top of a bottle. While these pits are present in a variety of landscapes, it is a cluster that lie at Almerton and Northrop's that are known by the moniker of Shrieking Pits. Oh, we've got, thank you.
0: No, I need an empty bottle. Well done. I'm a flute player, I can do this. (coughs)
1: <coughs> yes, having embedded themselves into centuries of folklore. To the untrained eye, the five pits at Almerton look like nondescript overgrown depressions in farmland. One of the larger pits is still visible from behind the local church. However, many of the pits that once potted the landscape have been filled in, built over or simply, simply lost in time. Now, legend says that the spectral figure of a woman haunts the five pits waiting in. I'm Uh, sorry. Every time you say pits, I'm picking armpits. (laughs) I know. know. And shrieking because there's no deodorant in them. Uh, She's wailing in search for her lost child. Oh, well done, Anne. As I said, I'm a flute player. The common story is that the unnamed woman's jealous husband murdered her baby, believing the child not to be his. After killing and burying the child in a pit, he returned to dispatch his wife. Page Over page. Uh, In perpetual mourning for her lost child, the spirit of the grieving woman haunts the pit for eternity, seeking out. Her long dead baby. She's said to be a tall figure and dressed in white, namely in a shroud or winding sheet. Her spirit wanders the area around the pit, peering into the hole, wringing her hands and shrieking or moaning. It is said she has been seen at all hours of the day and not confined to the typical spectral hours of dusk and night. So there you go, those that asked about um, ghost hunting at night. No, it's not the only time you see ghosts definitely during the day as well. So um, I'm going to finish there because I want to chat a little bit about this because the one thing that um, interests me in this whole thing is this winding sheet, the shrouds and the winding sheets that they're talking about. So when people were buried um, in the 1800s, they would have been bound in this Winding sheet. Yeah. So, like this strip of bandage that went all the way around them, Mm -hmm. hugging them close, all the way around the head, um, and often holding the chin up Mm -hmm. um, against the rest of the face because that's one of the things that goes slack when you pass over. Your chin tends to drop. So, they hold. Ghosts or dead people? Well, dead people. Thank you. Right, So they they wind something under the chin to hold the chin up and closed. And what they're trying to do as well is close off all the orifices so that they don't weep or leak. So Mm -hmm. they would put something in the ears, something in the nose, something in the mouth, and and something in all those other places. And that's so that the body doesn't keep dispelling liquids and things. Because we we are full of liquids. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting that um, 100 and so years ago, people were actually seeing ghosts in winding sheets,
0: Ah, but
1: they don't see them in winding sheets anymore. So
0: does that mean that those ghosts that were appearing in winding sheets no longer exist or um, they've upgraded their wardrobe? I don't know. Or but is it our perception filter that does not expect to see them in winding sheets, so we see them in clothing?
1: Exactly. Normally a Victorian flowing yes. dress or nightgown. Yes, in black, <laughs> in grey, in purple. That's what we're tending to see. But mm. these people were actually seeing these winding sheets. And I, I think that's a, absolutely fascinating that this is changing. Yeah. Because one of the things we're asked all the time with you know, a tongue-in-cheek, well, why don't you see dinosaur ghosts?
0: Well, Jenny's actually put in the question here, as um, the buttsman in his latest ghostly video made a comment about why there are no dinosaur ghosts. Is there a use-by date on ghosts that they only speak for three to 400 years and then their, their spirit just goes and rests in peace? Yeah. Does
1: the energy dissipate in mm. some way?
0: I think it's to do with the stories being retold. Mm. And that gives them the energy uh, or gives the story the energy so our subconscious is looking for signs to confirm that that's what that entity is.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, these shrieking pits that um, I talked about in this article can actually be seen um, if you fly a drone over, or um, if you look at the view uh, on your uh, mobile phone. You know how they have the street view and the, the yep. above view. Yep. Um, you can you can actually see these shrieking pits. But if you think about it, these actually go back to medieval Saxon times when they were using the pits um, for uh, making swords. Mm. Yeah. How crazy is that? And it's Yeah, it blows my mind we're
0: going to be there in three weeks or we're oh, going to be leaving no. in three weeks. Oh, I'm too excited. Do we have time for another question yes. or a couple of comments yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, what have we got here? Uh, it's like a bumblebee off the Transformers uses the radio. Oh, right. Okay, so Joe was uh, – Portable Tree was talking about – we are talking about the spirit boxes and how they don't have a voice mm-hmm. um, and they're saying that one of the Transformers from the TV mm-hmm. show, they will use a radio as their voice because they don't have a voice box mm-hmm. there i like that people can relate to that big shout out to robert how are you this evening um where is he, he If it doesn't give him pleasure then stop using weapons on them okay ghost pumps is that what they use to get ectoplasm out <laughs> <laughs> See, this is a problem i'm getting to some of oh, these dear. Um, oh and hello to mark maxine's hubby um the first time listening
1: oh yay <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go to a song. Yeah. Welcome back, Dark Oh yes. <laughs> oh, I like them. Just don't call them butt chuggers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a T-shirt? No. <laughs> okay. no. No, we do not want to start a trend here in Newcastle, please. It doesn't take much. No. Um, so you have now something very interesting. I do. I do. Would you like to tell us what the interesting story <laughs> is? This? Uh, I decided that
0: I might tell you some short, scary Spooky stories. Okay. Not necessarily true. Or oh, maybe they are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that up to you. So, what I did is I went for a little bit of search on the Google Webs and, um, found this great site called Scoop Whoop. <laughs> Scoop Whoop. <laughs> Scoop Whoop. Sounds like we're going to pick up poop. <laughs> and there was a whole series of uh, short, scary stories that they found on Reddit, which they put together. Mm-hmm. And I have stolen a whole hell of a lot of them. And I'm going to share them with you. I want you, I want to know your thoughts on them Okay. All right. So this one is called This New Old House by Bat Out of Hell 821. Love it. We bought an old house, my boyfriend and I. He's in charge of the new construction, converting the kitchen into the master bedroom, for instance, while I'm on wallpaper removal duty. The previous owner wallpapered every wall and ceiling. Removing it is brutal, but oddly satisfying the best feeling is getting a long peel similar to your skin when you're peeling off a sunburn i don't know about you but i kind of make a game out of peeling and i this is me speaking i have done this i've had to remove wallpaper and you do you make a game out of trying to peel the wallpaper off in big strips um uh, so uh, on the hunt for the longest piece before it rips under a corner section of paper in every room is a person's name and date curiosity got me the best one night and i googled one of the names and discovered the person was actually a missing person the missing date matched the date under the wallpaper the next day i made a list of all the names and dates sure enough each name was for a missing person with dates to match we noticed the police who naturally sent out the crime scene team. I heard over one of the techs, I, heard, I overheard one of the texts say, Yep, it's human. I thought, human? What's human? Ma'am, where is the material you re- remo- removed from the walls already? <gasps> this isn't wallpaper you're oh, removing.
1: Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Oh.
0: Isn't that great?
1: Oh. Oh. So, did you
0: get it? Did yes, you get it? Yes. What were they removing? Skin, human skin, Ew. off the
1: walls. That's horrible.
0: You guys are going to have nightmares tonight.
1: Would you like another one? Yes, please.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, this one's called "I Hate It When My Brother Charlie Has to Go Away" by Horror in Pure Form.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll start reading the story. Okay, go right
0: ahead. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is, that I am lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destinations like undammed rivers. When I complain about how bored I am without my little brother to play with, they try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his boredom likely far surpasses mine, considering he's confined to a dark room in an institution. I always beg for them to give me one last chance. Of course, they did at first. Charlie's been back several times, each shorter in duration than the last. Every time, without fail, it all starts again. The neighbourhood cats with gouged-out eyes showing up in his toy chest. My dad's razors found dropped on the baby slide in the park across the street. Mum's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now, using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, makes it easy for him to fake normalcy and to trick the doctors who care for him into think he's ready for rehabilitation. That I will just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he's back.
1: Oh. Mm. Oh. It's not Charlie. No, it's not. It's that part of him that wants to be terribly, terribly naughty. It's he's
0: blaming it on his other brother.
1: The other brother's been
0: institutionalized. Mm. Now, what do they call those personalities? Is it narcissistic or um, not narcissistic? Mm. The, the 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 psycho killers. Dexter was one of them. Mm. They've got no empathy or feelings. Sociopaths. Yeah, no, no right or wrong. Mm. <sighs> Would you like another one?
1: I think we can squeeze another one in. Mm, Okay.
0: This one's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. It's called Guardians by Dark Alligator.
1: (laughs) Dark Alligator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He awoke to the huge insect-like creatures looming over his bed and screamed his lungs out. They hastily left the room and he stayed up all night shaking and wondering if it had been a dream. The next morning there was a tap on the door. Gathering his courage, he opened it to see one of them gently place a plate filled with fried breakfast on the floor then retreat to a safe distance. Bewildered, he accepted the gift. The creatures chittered excitedly. This happened every day for weeks. At first he was worrying that they were fattening him up but after a particular greasy breakfast left left him clutching his chest from heartburn they were replaced with fresh fruit. As well as cooking they poured him hot steamy baths and even tucked him in when he went to bed. It was bizarre. One night... He awoke to gunshots and screaming. He raced downstairs to find a decapitated burglar being devoured by the insects. He was sickened, but disposed of the remains as best he could. He knew they had just been protecting him. One morning, the creatures wouldn't let him leave. They wouldn't let him leave his room. He lay down confused but trusting as they ushered him back into bed. Whatever their motives, they weren't going to hurt him. Hours later, a burning pain spread throughout his body. It felt like his stomach was filled with razor wire. The insects chittered as he spasmed and moaned. It was only when he felt a terrible squirming feeling beneath his skin that he realised the insects hadn't been protecting him. They had been protecting their young. <gasps> Aren't these great? God, oh, that's horrible. Oh, I reckon I've got time for a short one. I've got time for a short one. Mm -hmm. Mm, More nightmares. Yeah, (laughs) you guys are going to have so many nightmares. I've got so many of these stories. My Daughter Learned to Count by Real Science 87. My daughter woke me around 11.50 last night. My wife and I had picked her up from her friend Sally's birthday party, brought her home and put her to bed My wife went into the bedroom to read while I fell asleep watching the Braves game. Daddy, she whispered, tugging my shirt sleeve. Guess how old I'm going to be next month. I don't know, beauty, I said as I slipped on my glasses. How old? She smiled and held up four fingers. It is 7.30 now. My wife and I have been up with her for almost eight hours. She still refuses to tell us where she got them from.
2: Oh. <laughs> See that coming, oh, did no. you? That,
1: that,
2: that was awesome!
1: Oh, congratulations! whoever thought of that story? Yeah, real that, science eighty-seven. Well done, well done. That was a cracker, <laughs> an absolute cracker of an ending. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness! So, is this? Are we keeping this segment? So, what I'm thinking,
0: guys, is I'm going to mix it up a bit, so we don't have the same thing every week. We'll have Ghost Rider one week. We'll have Paranormal Trash and Treasure another week. We'll have Spooky. Stories like that another week, and we, we're going to mix it up a little bit. But I need to know if you guys enjoy those segments. If there's one of the segments you don't like, let me know. Zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. Your guys' opinion is important because we are here for you. We're not just here to entertain ourselves, although we do often. <laughs> we, we get thoroughly entertained by
1: ourselves. Um, but, we, yeah, we want you guys to have a great time with us. Party! So we have the Hello. fabulous Christy from Spells and Spirits on the line with some fabulous magic that she's going to share with us. So what is the topic for tonight
3: Tonight is the magic art of Irish cursing. Oh, Oh, take my money! (laughs) Take my money! Yes,
0: oh, we need this because we're going to Ireland soon. Yes,
3: and I have a task for you to do while you're there. (gasps) Oh, yes, yes. Now, not to be confused with witchcraft cursing, like leaving lumps of rotting meat on your neighbour's doorstep to cause blight. (laughs) What? Not the use of swear words, of which I'm highly. But a good old-fashioned curse on you
1: Oh, yes
3: So I came across this article from Oxford that states And I'm going to say the F word, fairy Oh no, no. here we go Banshees, witches, holy wells and rural remedies The storage Island is famous for its superstitions, magic and alternative beliefs Yet we should not ignore what was once the most widespread Irish magic of all Cursing. (laughs) Yes. And it says a righteous occult attack, a dark prayer for terrible pains to blight evildoers. Cursing was unnervingly common from ancient times until the mid-20th century.
1: Yeah, until we all went love and light and fairy dust and unicorns. Mm -hmm. Mm. Go ahead.
3: But (laughs) Irish cursing is best understood as an art because it it required knowledge, practice, wit, skill and composure. I was waiting for
0: beer. Yeah.
3: Yes. So intimidating, cathartic and virtuoso... Cursing mingled gruesome yet poetic phrases with ostentatious rites in the name of... Supernatural justice,
1: mm. Mm. love it. Oh,
3: these words are just so delicious, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But here's an example, and I might add, if you have regularly listened to um, Free Tarot on a Thursday night with Anna Renata, and a troll dared to spam <laughs> the feed, well, some of this might sound familiar from yeah. one of the Look, half of them. I, I
1: have to say that Anna's Anna. Anna's, Anna? Anna? Anna. <laughs> My Anna. name is Anne. Anne. How many Anne. years have I been working <laughs> with you now? Anne <laughs> is a connoisseur. Renata. Anne is a connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, Renata, yeah. you're hot, apparently, (laughs) Renata. (laughs) And he's a connoisseur of the um, occasional curse. Mm -mm, mm -hmm. Go go ahead. We're listening.
3: All right. Bad theft on you. Devil take you. May you never prosper. The first drop of water to quench your thirst. May it boil in your bowels. May the flesh rot off your bones and fall away putrid before your eyes. May your limbs wither and the stench of your rotten carcass be too horrible for hungry dogs. (gasps) May you fade into nothing like snow in summer. May you be accursed in the sight of God, hated by your fellow man. May you die without a priest. May the Almighty's curse rest on your children. This I pray.
1: Oh, can I get a copy of
3: that? Holy of Wow. Wow, so dark.
1: It is. Yeah. That's not only cursing the person, but his offspring. Yeah.
3: That's right. We're serious about this. Mm. So, yeah, so Irish Ireland, Ireland's politicians and senior churchmen repeatedly tried to quash the foul habit of cursing. So in 1635, they brought in an Oaths Act to try and um, make it, I guess, illegal Mm -hmm. to curse people. Mm -hmm. And that was highly ineffective, so they tried again with another one in 1695. So it's a long period of time, what's that, 60 years or something where they're trying to outlaw cursing. Mm -hmm. So then when they, um, the Parliament again tried to outlaw both the profane swearing and the cursing, those who spoke curses, servants, labourers, soldiers, sailors, they were fined a shilling, and everyone around else, two shillings and with escalating fines for subsequent offences and non-payers were pelted in the stocks or whipped.
1: Oh, dear. The stocks. Mm.
3: But there was also many types of curses. So there was joking and teasing and letting off a bit of steam by a quick, you know, may all your bones be broken or a thousand placings of a rope round your neck. Oh. Oh.
0: Just in our vernacular, we say, I hope you drop
3: dead. Yeah. And that's a curse. Yeah. 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 But more serious, and Anne talking to you now, more <laughs> serious, were the musical curses, <gasps> stinging ballads calling for uncanny retribution. Oh, you're going to have so to look after the up. great, Can Yeah, I'm after t- the great phantom, survivors wrote songs about their landlords and agents who were depicted as starving tenants, with, you know, nice lyrical things like, may you be stretched out under your gravestone. Yeah. And in places like County Clare on Ireland's west coast, they sang in Irish and actually performed these songs for their family. And their we're going
0: to County Clare. Nice.
3: So we go. And to make a curse stick, it was best to say something dreadful, complex, and difficult to refute. So Anna Renata, as you're driving around Ireland, I'm sure you can come up with some devilish, ditty.
0: Yes. curse the next can, troll. can can I can I learn some of these songs on ukulele?
3: <laughs> I don't see why you
0: couldn't. <laughs> oh, I, 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 right. It's a challenge I'm going to take yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, well, I you need
1: know. a tin pipe
0: too. Yeah. Oh well, I've got yes. I've got t- um, penny whistles. Right, I can play I can them play too. Play. Awesome. I'm going to
3: leave you with two. Okay. 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 May you be badly positioned on a windy day. <laughs> <laughs> and that the devil make a ladder out of your spine. Oh, Ooh. I
0: like that. I mean, that's so oh. clever.
3: <gasps> Ooh.
1: Oh, someone's thought long and hard about that one.
0: Yeah. 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 That's oh, fabulous, it, Christy. I've really enjoyed oh, yeah, that. That's awesome. Geez, we've got
3: a good show tonight, haven't we? <laughs> we do
1: say so ourselves.
3: And now, the best part, is it? It's a podcast now. So you can just listen to them over and over and over again. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. I know. And now we've got all of last year's out. We've got to get uh, the, the next year out.
1: Now, Christy, where can people find you for your goods and shackles online?
3: Online at www.spellsandspirits.com.au. I'll also be at the Live Your Light Expo at Wells and Diggers on the first of May. Yay! And you can also come in for a healing or a spa pampering with me at the Wellness Path at Nelson Bay. Oh,
1: nice! Now you're not going to believe this. I've, I've heard you've got magic fingers, Christy. We have
0: got. <laughs> we have literally got a text from Ireland yes we've just I'll received be it. my best
3: friend
0: um hi from Ireland quick word on the Irish cursing it is still taken seriously to this day in some circles occasionally a gypsy woman will approach you to read your palm if you refuse you may regret saying no as there will be a curse sent your way I had my palm read by one and I was warned of the curse oh thank you Danielle
1: Danielle we're going to be seeing you I'm soon. just so I'm excited to see that plus 353 oh, thank texting us so all much. the way from Ireland. That's so <laughs> awesome. Thank you. To think that that has gone out to Ireland. Yeah. How wonderful. Oh, Christy, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute hoot, a delight to hear all of that tonight. Not that it's not any other time, just today just seems to be just flowing really dark i know it is deliciously Mm. dark with all of our new darklings that have um, come on board the dark 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 siders dark siders yes all right okay so we'll catch up with you next week see you next week crispy Bye. bye you're listening to the spooky sundays podcast with Anne and renata We're going to uh, um, answer another question that came through. I got so excited about two new
0: people coming on here and listening to us. I forgot to actually read out the question. (laughs) Uh, And this is for Eric and Natasha. Uh, Isaac once mentioned dinosaur ghosts, and Jenny came up with that as well. And we started thinking, if you were to go to uh, Egypt, to a tomb of a pharaoh, would there be any chance of a possession if the medium was to disrespect the dead? We had watched a medium go to Egypt, and he did exactly that. He claimed he was possessed by the spirit of the tomb of the Pharaoh. Now I'm not going to say the 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 psychic's name mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. at this moment, the medium's name. so what what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, oh, look there's there's a fine line in the sand <laughs>
3: <on> the
1: dish, <laughs> <laughs> that I wouldn't cross <sighs> and i don't I don't disrespect the dead. I may make satirical jokes but I don't disrespect them. I don't call them, you know, anything horrible or anything. We Um, we work with the dead. We're not going to disrespect them. Unless they've identified themselves
0: as a pedophile or a rapist and then I will give them hell. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's different. But uh, yeah, disrespecting a pharaoh, especially going to a a foreign country, no, you don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, I I think that you're opening yourself up to a whole heap of um, problems. Bad juju. um, But I'll will now tell you the medium's name, um, Derek Okora.
1: Yeah, and this is interesting because I heard a little story uh, about him today um, from someone who had a reading from him and said that he was absolutely fantastic. So my thought is, as with all of these other shows, do they place these people in like specific um, scenarios where they take on a character and they become this character character? Um, They have to be entertaining. Yeah, for the show. So they may not be anything like that. Outside of the show, the problem for these guys are is that when you're
0: going, and I know it's like Chip Coffee and all of those well-known psychic mediums, they have to be an entertainer first. Yep, yep, yep. Because otherwise, if you go in there, like for the Isaac show, you went in. They said in the tunnel, "So what are you feeling?" You're going nothing. Mm-hmm. So people said you were. Yeah. You know, oh, we've worked with mediums. We've never had a medium say that. Mm. You were telling the truth. You mm-hmm. weren't picking up on anything, mm-hmm. and that makes you a bad medium. Apparently. Ab- ab- Yes, yes. Whereas these other people, when they're entertaining and Uh they're putting on a show, oh, they're fabulous. They've been possessed by a pharaoh. Yeah. Oh, look how marvellous they are. This old chook over here's got nothing. Yeah, got nothing. Yeah. But Derek Okora was caught out faking it. Yeah. Uh, And he was set up by his team, which I think is absolutely disgusting as well. Mm. And he may be actually a very talented medium. He may. But the pressure of performing in front of a camera and we, we fake that, and uh, you've got to have the goods, you've got to have something to show, otherwise the audience are going to switch off and go to the shows where there is somebody getting possessed, and there are demons scratching you, because... Nothing
1: happening is boring, mm. and we we had it um, even with with Isaac the last show that we did. We had it from both sides. So if I said I felt nothing because that was the truth, I was a bad medium. Yeah, you didn't. But you... when I said I was actually getting something, they said we were faking it. Yep. So hello, can you win? No, <laughs> no, you can't. So you just have to stay true to yourself. When yeah. you go, those people that like us like us, and those that don't, they're well, not our people. They're not our people. We can go and watch something else. Yeah. Guys, this has been an awesome night. Thank you to all the new people who have
0: come and joined us tonight and they've, they've taken the time to text something through. I'm sorry if we didn't get to everyone's questions. Um, but We, we weren't were inundated with yeah, questions. We're a little, little bit flat. awesome. We were a little bit flat when we came in tonight but now we're just buzzing because it's been such an awesome night. Yes. And, and it's
1: because of you guys. And all the new guys that have come through this evening and all of our stalwarts, those that are here every single week supporting us we thank you from the bottom of our hearts and come back next week too and uh, let's have some fun on a Sunday night We'll
0: go dark, Darksiders.
1: Yes, let's go darker, even darker. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you on the dark
2: side. And, and remember, stay spooky. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown. With real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8 pm only on Newcastle Live.